How do you take on digital marketing for your business? One bite at a time. Hey there, and welcome to the Pancake Digibytes podcast, where each week we share tips and tricks for successful digital marketing and interview other business owners about their learning moments and successes with marketing. Here now, your host. Hello, Rihanna M. Hill here today with Paul Casimus. Excited to share a little bit of interview knowledge for our Breakfast With series. Paul is an awkwardly charming digital marketer based in Richmond, Virginia. He specializes in using storytelling with paid ads for lead generation. So Paul, hello. How are you today? I'm good, Rihanna. How are you doing? Doing well. You're on the other side of the country from me today, kind of getting both points of the continental US. Right. Yeah, we got, we got both ends covered here. Wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and kick this off with a very important question. How do you like your pancakes? Uh, I love this question and I love pancakes. I think that's why you and I get along so easily. Uh, I love like the first pancake on the griddle, get that like butter kind of crisp to it. And, uh, and then from there, maybe just like a little bit, a bit of butter on, on top of that. But I'm at a point, I don't, I don't do maple syrup anymore unless it's like, the like super pure like authentic like specialty stuff but like if i'm at a diner or a local restaurant they're gonna have that normal kind it's like a good pancake to me just needs needs a little bit of butter so that's that's how i'll eat them very simple sounds great uh perfect so moving on a little bit more into who are you what makes you you uh i love i love how you phrase that question so i i'm a digital marketer as you said in, in the bio, uh, what I do is lead generation, which, you know, got kind of boring, at least to me, when I was saying it for I guess, about a year now, um, recently added that awkwardly charming part in there. Just one as a way to like kind of stand out, but also that very much encompasses my personality. Uh, forgot the, the exact story, but a previous business uh, was, I had a popsicle business, if you can believe it. Uh, in Richmond, Virginia, we made all our own product, uh, took it out in these little street carts, sold it, did caterings. And uh, one of my first full-time employees, I think him and I were just chatting and somehow that, that combination of words came up like, Paul, like, you're just kind of like this awkwardly charming dude. I'm like, that's very accurate because um, I don't know. So that, that's who I am. That's, I guess that's a little bit of my background in terms of business uh, coming from a, uh, you know, food, like specialty food business. And during that time, I just loved marketing. I mean, what I was doing is like, how do I grow this business? Well, social media ads, if more people know about us, more people can buy it. Um, and then as I transitioned to doing this full time, just really like did a ton of self-education, a lot of work study, I could you know easily apply to the existing business and then doing other things that were beyond the scope of, of the other one. So well, that's a little bit of, of me of, who I am, where I came from, how I got here. Yeah, that's fantastic. Popsicle sales. You sure don't hear that too often. No. Uh, there, I mean, there's, there's a handful. I think each state maybe have like one or two of them, but I have a very unique skill. I'm a master popsicle maker. Like I can make these flavors, you know, blindfolded at this point. So if you need some tips on how to make, make a delicious popsicle, uh, <laughs> I could tell you, tell you some of my secrets. Perfect. That sounds like a, uh, a great LinkedIn bio in the making. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Perfect. So tell us a little bit more about the business you're in now. Sure. So what I've been doing the past year has been um, a lot of Facebook ads, sales funnels, using click funnels and all those kinds of softwares to set up these automations and, and primarily in lead generation. So I've done a lot with dentists and gems to bring them more patients, more clients. And I've done a little bit of e-commerce, which, which I think is a lot of fun. And it's a whole other different challenge. What I think is cool about it is you get these massive audiences you can target nationwide or worldwide. But what I really enjoy the most is working with these local businesses, um, getting capturing that local audience to, to grow. Cause I know, you know, local business is tough and um, you know, it's, it's tough out there. So that's, that's where I've been at. And then recently, as I mentioned with, with that title of awkwardly charming, just realized like, you know, what do I love to do the most and what am I the most skilled at? I mean, you and I know a ton of people who do similar things with Facebook ads. Um, and I was like, you know, how do I continue to stand out and, and, and really emphasize where my strengths are, what I can do more uniquely. And just my love of writing uh, turned into love of copywriting and, and finding what makes a, a business interesting and unique and then creating a story out of it. And it's almost like the more boring the business is, I think the more opportunity and that's kind of what I'm drawn to. I was at a, a networking event yesterday and this guy's like, yeah, I've got this uh, glass business. Uh, he's kind of an older gentleman. Uh, he's like, yeah, there's just really nothing uh, you know, interesting. It's just glass. I was like, dude, you're wrong. Like glass is fucking, it's awesome. It's dope. Like, and I, I started thinking like, how would I, how would I take that and make it fun and, and engaging? So that, that's what I really like to do. Um, and, and going into 2020 as being a way to lead with, Hey, I, I take your story. Uh, or I take your business, create a story of it in a way that a customer is going to resonate with. So you're not just saying, I, I just do glass, uh, you know, nothing really special. It's like, no, you're, you are special. One, if you're in business for more than a year, like that's, uh, you know, that's a tough benchmark to get to. And so, so how do we take that? Because this just makes it more fun. Like, I mean, I think business is fun. I think working with businesses should be fun and being in business should be fun, especially because there was a time when, I had a lot of ups and downs where I'm like this, like, why did I do this? Why am I, why am I here? And, and it sucks. Like it sucks to get into business because, and, and then realize like it's a lot different than, than what you'd imagine it. So try to keep it fun, keep it light, but also knowing like, Hey, let's grow the damn thing. Let's make you a lot of money. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. There's so much interesting elements that come up with different businesses, but yes, it can definitely be a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, with some of those ups, what has been one of your favorite memories with this business so far? Oh, man. Um, I'd say, I, I'll, can I say two kind of different things? Sure. One, um, I was insanely lucky and grateful to be able to uh, speak at a Creative Mornings talk here in Richmond um, back in February of, of 2019. So that was like right when I was getting started. And um, the opportunity came up uh, you know, through a little outreach and networking and just the stars aligned for it. So that, that was really cool to be able to share uh, a bit of my story at that point. But it was like still the very beginning of this new, um, new business that I've, that I've taken on. I mean, and I'd say my favorite part has been just my, just my personal growth um, and professional growth. I've learned a ton and, and learned about, you know, how I want to be and operate in this crazy world. I mean, I went through a ton of that with 
king of pops, the first, the popsicle business. And I'm like hitting the plateau and I'm like, Oh, well I, I've gotten a lot of lessons. Well, I've, there's even higher things that I didn't even think possible. And so a lot of it's just like being authentic and true to myself and thinking like, how do I craft, um, my personality into this new realm and just speak truthfully. And, and that's a simple statement that wouldn't have resonated with me even a year ago, but just through these new challenges and this kind of mindset work and, but also just professional development of learning things and how to, how to be like, I, that's the most valuable thing I've ever gotten in my life is that, you know, I'm confident in who I am and speaking truthfully about just what I find to be valuable and believing that what I have to say and do is valuable because a lot of us get that imposter syndrome. And it's funny because I spoke about that in creative mornings and <laughs> then I like, like, ah, oh, here's a whole other version of, of imposter syndrome that maybe I didn't realize. Um, but, but just, yeah, that whole thing of like, I, you know, what are my beliefs about myself and what I can do and the impact I can have? Um, I think I'm trying to think it's a little bit vague, maybe hopefully that makes some sense, but I'd say just those learnings, um, that I can then take and share with others and have it, have that impact with, with other people. Cause when I talk to business owners, I mean, a lot of people go through the same struggles and they're, they're worried about, you know, not just their bills and, and their, their revenue, but they're worried about like, well, you know, how can I be a good leader and a good person to my employees, my staff and, and thinking like, Oh, if I'm not being successful or projecting the, epitome of what a successful entrepreneur looks like that I'm somehow a failure. I think that's a, a thing society has gotten into of like, Oh, you always got to say things are great. If you're in business, you know, no one wants to hear about your struggle. You got to be this like ultra confident, got it together person. And, and that's just not the case. So um, I think, you know, having those conversations and more easily having conversations with people of bringing up some of the like more difficult conversations it's very uh enlightening and it's very uh i guess a freeing feeling for for both of us absolutely you know i think a lot of people can relate to that imposter syndrome syndrome as well as the amount that we grow through owning a business sometimes you feel oh my goodness there's so much more to learn and yet you look back at where you were a year ago and think wow i've grown a lot already so it's kind of a a twofold piece there absolutely well, uh, you mentioned some of the difficult things, and there's always a lot of difficulties in starting and growing and owning a business. Um, so let's go ahead and dive right into this, the sticky stuff. What are some of the major challenges in your business that you've had to overcome, or perhaps you're still working on? Wow, that's, um, that's an awesome question. I think what, I, what I'm working on, I mean, it's really... It, it, myself and, and where do I want to go with it? And what vision do I have and getting clarity uh, around that? Because I, I realized looking back, like I went through a lot of this past year, either being a little too generic and how I presented myself. I do lead generation with Facebook ads. If you want to grow your business, let's chat. And that worked. I mean, that that's pay the bills, pay myself. And I've been able to, um, you know, do, do just fine with that. But then having hesitations on, how do I want to grow from there? And do I want to be lead generation expert? And I mean, the answer is yes, but knowing what it takes to commit to something and be truly great at it to where, like, if someone's offering me a lot of money, I can say, yeah, I'm going to take that and you're going to get a great return on it because my skills and time are valuable. So what I've struggled with was 
do I want to be this agency uh, or turn into an agency? Do I want to go all in on, on that Legion side? Or do I want to do other stuff that I think I can truly excel at? And so that's where I'm, I'd say the past two months at least, uh, there's a, been a little bit of divergence, um, again, with the way I'm presenting myself, because I still will do that. And then I know, because we have this network of amazing folks who can do that fulfillment, um, I can still have that as a core offering. But just what I truly love doing is, uh, is making content videos and writing articles and blogs. And, you know, I've got, I've got videos where it's like filmed and edited and I've got these multiple characters and it's encompassing some type of con business concept in a funny, silly way. And I have others that are just more content driven, but I thought like, you know, if all I was doing was just talking to people, you know, meeting new people, um, podcasts like this in, or just recording conversations that I have with people that I, I find to be insightful and writing, like that would be my, that would be something I would do just for no money. And that's where I think I'm, I have an edge at just cause I love it and I think I'm good at it. So saying, how do I do both those things when I'm passionate about, but also, the things that pay the bills. Cause like, is my goal to have a blog that makes me a ton of money? No. Do I want to just write? Yes. So how do, how do I bridge those? Like if I can just be offering that value. Um, so, so I'd say that was a struggle where, where I hesitated for a lot of things of, you know, having my agency funnel going and, and generating leads and, and growing. And I put that off for quite some time and I finally did it. I'm like, all right, it's, it's go time. I think this was probably, let's say, September, October-ish. And ran it for a couple weeks, had a few leads, and I was just like, my heart is just not into this. I don't know why, but this is not it. I like, and, and knowing, like, sure, if I close one or two of these leads coming in, I mean, that, that's significant amount of money. And that could be great, but I'm like, there's more to it than just trying to go for that immediate uh, sale or that immediate um, – I don't know, I guess, I guess client. And even though it's like, it's something I would love to do. I'm like, ah, that whole process is not for me. Let me pivot a little bit and do more of a content strategy so that I'm, it, it might take longer, but I hope I'm attracting the type of client I want, the type of work that I want to be doing. So it's, it's, it's frightening. And it's getting over that fear of unknown. Like, dude, I don't know. Like, I mean, the projects I got now are great. And again, it's, you know, good. But if I, you know, if two, three of these clients are suddenly gone in a couple months, well, like, it's, it's scramble. It's like, I gotta, um, you know, that's the, 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 the nature of being in this type of industry. So I'd say, you know, that is, and I feel like my questions, I'm getting a little self-conscious and I'm <laughs> answering them there a little longer than maybe I should. Um, but I'd say that, you know, getting that clarity of, of where, where I truly want to be as opposed to in the long run, as opposed to, uh, doing th things in the short term just to um, keep the wheels moving, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Owning a service-based business really can be a feast or famine. Um, as someone who also owns a Facebook marketing agency, I know like sometimes you have those five-figure months, and then sometimes you have several zero-figure months, and it's uh, not necessarily fun. But I think a lot of people can relate to that challenge that you talked about of, well, this is what I love to do, but this is what the business should do. And sometimes it's, we probably go through this in every stage of our career, even non-business owners about, can I make a living doing something that I love? Is that real? Like there's some sort of 
strange theory that we have to struggle through work and not enjoy it. So I'm really happy that you touched on that. Um, mm -hmm. Good to good to find meaning and joy in what you do and it brings you success. So that's uh, mm -hmm. awesome. Well, as two marketing agencies, I have to address this question. How's your marketing going now? Oh, <laughs> uh, stuff I'm doing for clients is going very well. For myself, it's, uh, it's ramping up. I've only recently gotten my newsletter together or started sending out. I sent my second email out ever uh, yesterday, actually. So improving uh an expression that uh our mutual friend stan away has said uh you know the cobbler the cobbler's kids don't have shoes so for me it was you know the marketing agency doesn't have their own marketing or very inconsistent because i'll post a, i'll post like a video a week for a month and then go two months without anything or get active on linkedin to just interact and, and put myself out there um and then forget, but I've gotten, it's slowly getting better where I'm getting a video, I'm putting it onto YouTube, I'm putting it onto LinkedIn, I'm having a teaser video perhaps on LinkedIn to announce it, I'm getting that same video in all the channels. Um, so it's improving, um, I'm getting more clarity on, on what I wanna do, or at least just how to structure it, because one thing that I held up was, you know, I get a ton of value for free from people in, 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 in groups that we're in. And I'm thinking, well, how do I, how do I take what I know and do a, how, do, how can I separate what's the stuff I should give out for free and then what's the stuff I should charge for? And that was a major mental block. And then I realized like, no, it doesn't like, there is no secret sauce. Like there is no like thing I'm gonna keep secret. And actually that is, was, was inhibiting me of, of thinking that way. Um, just one of those kind of blind spots that, that I had. Because if you read anybody's book, they give out everything that they do, but they're still making money uh, with consultations, whatever, because where you make the money is, okay, I see all the concepts you're saying, now take that and then help me implement it to my specific business with my uh, unique challenges. And that's where you get paid for it. So that, that, now that I've overcome that block, it's almost like the floodgates are open. And I can see, all right, I'm gonna have this like free kind of, video training course on how to get a few things set up with Facebook, um, how to get started on to, you know, doing ads or, or looking at MailChimp, how to get it set up and how to get started with it. Because I know once they reach a point, they're either going to just be awesome at it and keep doing it. And like, great. They didn't need me in the first place. Or they're like, I like this. I don't have time for it because I'm a business owner. I got a billion other things to do. So, but again, it's just, you give, 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 um, and that being, being my focus for 2020 is really improving my own marketing with email, video, blog content, and getting it out there. Absolutely. I think that's another reason we get along so well, especially with these groups that we're in, is there is so much about just giving. And there's no secret sauce. There's no recipe. That's definitely a block I had to overcome, too, because a lot of those first learning lessons is, oh, I need to charge for all of this, especially when you are an information-based product. You know, you're selling your expertise. It seems, oh my goodness, why would you give that away? But honestly, that's probably the best thing I ever did for my business. Yeah, it's funny because when you hear stuff like that, and this is a concept I've learned years ago of like being able to, to grasp paradoxical 
uh, or conflicting ideas that are both equally true. So, and with the difference is the timing in which you hear it, if, when that's going to be true. So if you hear from someone who's established and we're like, hell yeah, don't, don't give away your stuff for free. You like charge, charge what you're worth. And that's great advice. But to someone starting out, you can get conflicted on, well, I'm not going to post anything or I'm not going to give anything away because I've been told by someone who's very successful to charge for everything. So it's knowing when to do um, each of those things. And I mean, we were talking about marketing and content a second ago. I mean, your stuff is inspiring to me. I mean, you give out a ton of stuff on your, on your, um, your agency page and then your personal stuff. I, you know, I see in the groups, you, you post a lot of stuff and even like the questions I think are fantastic because it gets, like a question is great to spark in someone's mind. Like, well, you know, what is my morning routine or, you know, what books am I reading? Like, you know, people forget that, Hey, just read a book. It's a very, it's very easy until you ask that question. Like, Oh shit, I'm actually not reading anything. Maybe I should. Um, simple stuff like that. So just a little diversion to the topic. I really dig your, your content strategy and I see it all the time. I think it's great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm glad you made that clarifying point about where we're at in business can mean different things we need to do as well. What stage? So let's shift gears here a little bit and talk a little bit more about some of your first jobs. What were they and how have they helped you get to this point? Oh, yes, I do. Remember, I remember this. Um, okay. First job ever, I was a scorekeeper in uh, rec league basketball. So I grew up in Roswell, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta. They had an amazing youth recreation sports program. So before I could drive, um, and this was all because of my older brother, I basically just did whatever he did and maybe in a way still do. <laughs> I really look up to him. Uh, but he, he was scorekeeping basketball. He loved sports. So just, you know, working the clock, you know, writing down the points, things like that. And at, I don't know, 14, 15, when my parents were like, all right, you need to get a job. I'm like, well, I, I can't drive. doesn't matter. We'll drive you to be here at work. So that was something I could do. You know, they hired uh, kids our age. And then once I got my license, I worked much more within that, that recreation department where what I would do is set up uh, practices, set up games, make sure uh, the, the referees are there, make sure the scorekeeper has all the stuff they need. I would take a city truck with a bunch of keys that could open up like a lot of locks around the park system and in the city. A lot of responsibility to give to like, you know, high school kids. And um, well, I mean, there's a lot that I learned from it. Just, you know, it's cool having that independence and that trust that, that the managers just bestowed upon us because we had like a whole, a major park system to, to monitor on a given evening. And the main, the manager's at one location and there might be five of us part-timers out and about. But I remember one guy said, and he, he was introducing me to somebody like who, I don't know who. He's like, hey, this is Paul. Like he's, uh, you know, he's one of our best part-timers. And I'm very, very much summing up because I mean, I don't have the best recollection of like the details, but I think when the guy left, I was like, oh, Jerry, like, you know, there's no way I'm the best, like, or one of the best. Like, I'm, it's like, no, Paul, like, I, he's like, I'm not joking. Like, I wouldn't just, like, you know, what's the term? I wouldn't just, like, you know, boost your ego like that. So it was, it was something where, like, I believe. I'm like, okay, well, I wonder why. And I think he, he went on. It's like, you show up on time. You do what you're supposed to do. And so that, 
that concept of if all you're doing is the just whatever the job lays out, but you are consistently on time and do it, that actually propels you to being above average. Because it's, it's shocking how many people don't even show up on time or, hey, here's the five tasks I need you to do. So a, a lot of people are be like, hey, I did three of them. And then for the other two, I just decided to just not do one of them. And the other one, I went on a whole different way. And, and then now, you know, having been a manager where I had a buttload of part-time employees with the pop, uh, popsicle business, like, I, I don't need your spin. Like, for certain things, you just have to do it. Uh, and you just need to follow the process. So that concept of all it takes to be above average is to be consistently average, stuck in. And there might be some people who would completely disagree with that. That's been true for me. But then, you know, of course, to get to the top percent, it's a whole other world. But I think for the vast majority of people, you know, whether you're a high school student, college student looking for a job, applying somewhere, just be consistent in, in the simplest tasks and you'll be fine. So those were, uh, yeah, that was like, yeah, first high school job, great experience. That's wonderful. And thank you so much for throwing all that advice in there. That's, it really is, <laughs> I found that as well. Just showing up on time and doing what you're asked puts you, puts people ahead of above average, absolutely. And you know, that kind of moves us into the next question of knowing what you know now, what advice would you give someone just getting started? And yeah, show up on time and do your work. <laughs> That's a huge one for sure. Yeah. Do you have any? I would say, yeah, it's. Um... Do you have any other nuggets about that? Yeah, sorry. Hold on. Um, am I still with you? Okay, yeah, my, uh, I think the video was cutting in and out. So, yeah, I, actually, repeat, repeat that question. Technical difficulties throughout my mind here, or throughout my, my process of thinking. Yeah, no worries. Um, so, okay, we'll restart and edit this part out. <laughs> so, yeah, so great point, um, bringing up that showing up puts you above average just doing doing the work that you're told and showing up on time is great that really helps kind of transition into that next question um, which what is some good advice that you would give someone who's just getting started especially knowing what you know now having been an employee a manager all those other responsibility levels sure i guess when you say getting started would that be whether they're getting started in their own business or into a job or maybe potentially both? Yeah, whatever, whatever comes to mind, but probably a little bit more business. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say, so I had a conversation with the, another business owner on Monday and he's got, I mean, he's been doing uh, management consulting for over 10 years. Uh, guy I look up to tremendously, John Sarve, Floricane, um, but, but we, were, we were just chatting some management concepts, which I love to death, having come from, you know, again, having a team. And also, I didn't miss this, I was a public school teacher for two years. So learned a tremendous amount of what leadership and management looks like from the trenches of teaching public school. But a concept that I don't know how to best explain, but I clarified it better, of just of being likable. And why that's a loaded thing that I, I, I'm hesitant to say 
is because it makes people think, well, it, it goes against what I said earlier about authenticity. Like, well, if you're being likable, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to people please and all that. And that's not what that means because what John and I spoke about was being likable can be being trustworthy and being honest. So we've all had that coach, hopefully, or that teacher who you didn't like at first, but they told you what you needed to hear, not what you wanted to hear. And so because of that, you grew. So over time, you're like, you know, I, I think of this coach I had in, in high school who was an asshole. He was a major dick to me, um, at least to a point. And then I grew and then suddenly, like, I, I'm, I, like my level of play went up dramatically. And so is he likable? Yes. When you first meet him, absolutely not. But why he's likable is because he was honest. He told me not what I wanted to hear. Oh, you're doing good. You're doing fine. Whatever. He's like, Paul, like, that sucked. Or, I mean, he was blind. He's like, what you could imagine, you know, a, a coach being like in terms of his language. But I would say overall, like, he, he was a likable guy. So I think that's a good example of doing, like, just don't be an asshole to people. Um, don't be abrasive. Like, because you can be um, – you don't have to agree with everybody. You don't have to try to be like that well-liked person, but just be easy to work with. If, if you're, if you've got your own business, you know, obviously you don't answer to anyone, but you actually do answer to your customers and your potential customers. So reply to emails timely, make your emails easy to read. Um, I like, I'll send an email sometimes. It takes me 10 minutes to, to write because I'm revising it. I'm trying to make sure that my tone comes out. I actually use a lot of exclamation points. Um, and sometimes I'll revise like, holy shit, every sentence has an exclamation point. I need to edit this. But I want to, I want to convey a personality into it. Um, and, and when I had my popsicle business, uh, these, these event planners loved me because I sent them the application on time. They didn't have to come chasing me to get these permits and these other things that they needed. And so that actually, you know, came from what I spoke about in my first job, like, because and actually like I, I i broke a lot of rules like i went for the act the actual event i'd show up at different time than i was supposed to but also like our setup was easier and they knew me so i knew like i could kind of push that envelope i was like yeah we just roll up and we're ready to set up in five minutes other people take an hour to set up but they they would say uh our couple would be like yeah some you know we get these applications from vendors with that are completely missing you know some major documents that we need and then we email them they're unresponsive and so yeah all I did was just I did exactly what they asked me to no more no less um so th that being an example I guess you know just the, the advice of do what people ask you exactly how they ask you and then do that first before you try to go above and beyond because as a manager again if I if I ask you to do like a couple tasks and then you're like hey I didn't do these but look how I went above and beyond I did something else I'm like no, I didn't need that. I didn't want that to happen. So if you do it in that order, that's, I think that's the way to get ahead. And, and you know, you're going to make mistakes. You know, young, I made a buttload of mistakes. I probably wouldn't even hired myself for my popsicle business if I were, you know, in college. So like, this guy has no personality and no like drive. Um, but, but I think that's a mistake people fall into of like wanting to go above and beyond and make their own unique contribution. But you have to do the necessary things first and and same with you know whether that's try you know being likable to to somebody else but it's also for your own stuff you got to handle your messaging your marketing your your accounting 
first before you can take creative leaps um, with with your business. And, and that's something, again, I mentioned I'm going through now. Like I had to have a steady revenue generating activities uh, to then be like, okay, now maybe I can offer some different things where it might not have worked out if I had done it um, differently. So to, to sum it all up, we'll say, yeah, do, do, the, do the things you got to do and do them just exactly how, and then do the extra stuff to be likable and whatever your definition of being likable is. Uh, it could be um, being, being honest with someone. It could giving like, here's the cold hard truth in a nice way without being, again, just don't be a dick. Um, be easy to work with. You know, if, if someone, um, if someone's sharing an idea with you, don't just like, like, you know, knock it down be like, that's interesting. Let's hear more about it. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of ways and that's something that I'd love to try to vocalize and have a whole um, series of articles and videos on, but it's just, how, how do you just operate in general? People are like, you know what? Paul has some, I'm going to help him out. I'm going to do him a favor because he just shows that he's a caring person. He's kind, he's generous. And that's what I strive to be. I mean, there's maybe there were times and there's times that probably I haven't exemplified that, but I'm always working on myself. So if you can get people to relate where they're like, yeah, I, I go out of my way to help this person move. And that might be like a way to gauge it. If you can call a bunch of your friends and a lot of them show up to help you move your stuff, that's a good place to be. But if you're the type of person you call and suddenly everyone's busy and it's just you, maybe you haven't been the best of friend. And that example can be applied to the work scenario, to any scenario, you know, if, Hey, um, you know, lawyer friend, can you help me with this thing? Yeah. If they, if, if they are dragging their feet and it takes them weeks and weeks, you probably don't have the best rapport with them, but if they flip it around back to you, okay, that's valuable to you. And that, you know, you can track that time again. I, I'm getting a little tangent here, but I'll just end on that note. <laughs> no, those soft skills are so important. And I'm really glad that you went on that tangent. And I just want to repeat what you said, because I think that that's so important. And I've had that conversation with many, many people of, and we can think back to this of our time of being employees. You know, you have those two managers where something desperate happens and one of them, you just really don't want to help, but the other one, you're happy to go out of your way to help them with anything. And that really, I think, when you think about it, it's those soft skills that, that you're talking about. Did they care about you when you came up with something? Or were they just kind of, you know, blew you off? Oh, that idea is stupid. So. Oh, hello. Hey, it just usually gives you me a warning if I'm cutting out, but it just like totally cut out. No worries. Um, we'll start over real quick, just wrapping up. Um, was just saying, okay, yes, I definitely want to appreciate that tangent and repeat it because it's so important to have those soft skills. We can think back to times when we were employees and there's one manager, you know, something bad happens. One manager asks you to do it. You don't want to do it. Another manager asks you to do it. You're happy to stay late and help them. And what are the differences? You know, why did you help the one manager and not the other? So that's, that's a great tangent. Um, so to have our, our listeners to help them out, where can they find you if they want to know more? Uh, right now, my website is paulcastamus.com. Um, Facebook, uh, Paul Casmus Marketing, or Facebook slash Paul Casmus Marketing. 
Uh, YouTube is uh, Brainweight Consulting. And very soon, uh, I'll have a website for brainweightconsulting.com. I'll keep the other one of my name. Just, you know, maybe I want to have a personal page. But uh, that's YouTube is where all my videos are. Um, LinkedIn, you know, link just dash. I don't think there's any other podcasts on LinkedIn, or at least not that I've seen. Because they didn't put like a number at the end of my name. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm on all that. Um, not on Instagram. I just find Instagram, I'll, I don't know. I'm not going to use it for my own personal business, but I'd say go to YouTube first. You can really see a lot of, all the videos are there contained, um, but then you know, LinkedIn and my website have, have those articles that I've written as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's great having you, being here. <laughs> and thank you so much to all of our listeners. This has been Breakfast with Paul Casimus and Rihanna Ann Hill. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate your time and hope you found value from today. Be sure to share this with someone if you learned something, or let us know if you have any questions by visiting us on Facebook at Pancake Digital Solutions. Thanks so much. Thank you.